typewriter's box. Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee. Hello? Where are you on mute? That's enough. I'm cutting it early. Now you can hear me. I couldn't tell if you were cutting, if you could hear me earlier. You've heard the music. You've heard some drops, ladies and gentlemen. But now we're here. My name is Matt Rory. This is Careless Whispers for the second time this week. We try and get through a show. I think we're going to do it this time, although the slow start, you never know. Calvin Chamberlain, my friend. Welcome to the air. How are you? It was my bad last time, so I'm trying to make up for it by doing a show today. But uh, not that anybody cares, but... You know, just in case you do care. Maybe somebody cares, right? A chance. Sorry, a I chance. Think, I think care. some people care. I think some people care out there. All right. Well, uh, I'm doing fantastic. So last time we spent uh, a good chunk of time talking about Kyrie Irving. So I don't think we're going to – I realize that show didn't end up getting posted, but I, I don't think we're going to spend quite as much on it this time. We will address it again, but um, – yeah. 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 I mean, there were there, there's there's usually a handful of people that are listening live to us, which is great. We love that. So thank you again if you're doing it once more uh, here tonight with us on a Thursday. But we're not going to bore you with another 15 minutes of Kyrie Irving talk. Maybe another two to three, just to sort of rehash what we tried to talk about on Tuesday before things went south. Uh, so I don't know. Why don't you lead off there, bud? Okay, so Kyrie Irving did a in, in interview with First Take, which again normally we don't address, but uh, it was inter- first of all it's because he's a Celtic, but secondly there was, there was enough there that sort of made it interesting. And Max Kellerman, and to a lesser extent Stephen A. Smith, you know, repeatedly tried to nail Kyrie Irving down for sort of the reasons why he left and uh, his protocol and like whether LeBron had anything to do with it, whether the organization had anything to do with it, and. In my opinion, I, I thought he was kind of evasive. Did you? Like, did uh, you yeah, he I think was... he was he was really great at dodging the question. And you know what? I, the more I hear this guy talk, the more I like him. And the more I think that he's going to fit in in the city of Boston and with the media frenzy that's going on, the more I think that, that uh, his confidence is going to help him as, as a Celtic. And the more I think that uh, he's, he's going to have a good career here. So... I just I think he as crazy as some of the, the the 
theories that he's thrown out there, the flat earth theory, et cetera, and who knows what his true beliefs are. Uh, he seems to be the level headed type of athlete that will be able to succeed in a, in a city where they're scrutinized more than just about every other city in this, in this country. Bree, before, before I call you out for an reason for this, for this take, I, I have a couple of follow-up questions. One, have you ever expressed any, like, positive feeling towards Kyrie Irving before in terms of, like, liking him as a guy? Did you like no. him before he came to Boston? No, I What's certainly that? have not. I, I've never, I've not liked him as a player. I, but you know what? To be, I've, I've not really paid attention to what he has to say. I've not actually heard lengthy interviews with him, him before. I haven't been paying attention. I've just looked at him as a player. I've looked at him as arrogant. Quite frankly, I've looked at him as a guy coming out of Duke, who is probably an a-hole like most other Duke players. But listen, since the moment he he that was it was announced that he was coming to Boston. He has said all of the right things. He doesn't seem to miss a step. He's question dodging, which I don't necessarily like, but I respect it if you can do it as well as he seems to be doing it. Um, and I just, I, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna fit in just fine in the city, and it's, it's just up from there. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm flipping the script on Kyrie yeah. Irving based on things that he said recently, and I call it what you will say it's just because he's a Celtic. I, I think it's just because I'm paying attention to the things he's saying now. No, my question to you is just like, what, what things is he saying that's turning you around? That's like something that you wouldn't normally hear. Because I sort of feel like he's not, I, I guess I'm, I'm a little bit critical of him here because I feel like, look, there's, there's functionally, there's like a couple of different things that could be the reason why he's leaving Cleveland, right? The, uh, uh, one commonly reported thing is that he's had, that he wants to be the man. He's had, if not personal issues with LeBron James, like certainly issues with his role in the offense while LeBron James is there. And these two things can be connected too, right? Because number two is like, oh, he just wants to be a better player and he feels like that's being he's being held back in that respect, which is kind of what he said. But the problem with that is, is like his, his hold back directly leads to back to person number one, right, LeBron James. I mean, if he was a guy who had the ball in his hand all the time, like he wanted, in, under this idea, then, then like LeBron wouldn't be needed or be there, or just like LeBron would somehow take the back seat to Kyrie Irving, which Kyrie, like even Kyrie would have to admit that that would be ridiculous. So, to me, it's like, what's the? I don't know when he, when he says like he just he, I keep saying these things like, well, as a man, I knew it was time to make it. I made a decision and I stood by it. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Why? Like, obviously he made the decision. But the reasons why are still they're still vague enough to me to to assign anything to it. You know what I mean? And yeah. So he's going to fit respect. right in. He's he's going to succeed in a city that that just keeps questioning him if he keeps doing this, this vague answer BS. I'm not trying to praise the guy and say that he's going to be that that he's the next, second coming of Jordan or what have you. Like I I just I I'm feeling better about his chances at having a decent career here after hearing him deal with the media a little bit. And, yeah, they're, they're cupcakes. They're softball questions that, that he's getting right now. Uh, we'll see what happens if the Celtics hit a losing streak or he, he goes four for 20 or four for 30 or whatever, what have you in a game and they lose. But I, I think overall right now, I mean, maybe it's just because he's, he's on the high of, of being traded to 
a, a situation that he's excited about finally, as opposed to not being excited in Cleveland. Uh, regardless, I think that I'm, I'm turning on, on liking Kyrie Irving and I, I I'm sorry about that. I'm confident so, that he's, he's going to have, he's going to have a good, a good transition into Boston, which a lot of athletes in general can't do. So what you're talking about is being is not being thin-skinned and you know being adjusted to, to the harsh Boston media and it not being a problem. Yes. And, and, and in that respect, I do I do see where you're coming from, and I, I don't think that that will be a problem for Kyrie Irving because I don't think he cares. But the the other the flip side of that coin is like you're not concerned at all about the notion that it might be difficult to suss out exactly. Considering the fact that he like wanted this trade apparently for two years, sat on it for a year, uh, you know, didn't say you don't you don't like worry at all about like whether or not you know, it, it'll be possible to suss out where where Kyrie exactly stands on the Celtics and going into his free free agency two years from now, whether like whether the Celtics will even be able to tell if he wants to come back. I mean, I, I just I. I... I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I think that that it's already sort of written. It, it it seems as though he's already impressed with with the city of Boston in general. Just a few, the couple of weeks that he's been here, and maybe not even that long. Just a few days. Who knows how long he's even been in town? Um, but I heard an interview with him earlier today where he was just happy to be in the city and uh, happy to to be part of the organization. So. I, I think that unless things go really far south and the team doesn't do well, he's he's going to be here and he's going to want to be here. And I think that the, the that the Celtics brass are confident in that regard because uh, they they see how much he seems to enjoy the fact that he's been traded here. So, like I said, unless the Celtics really tank it and they don't do that well and they don't even sniff the Eastern Conference Finals for the next couple of years, I, I expect Kyrie Irving to sign a long-term extension. I guess where I'm at is that I'm I'm not sure that his motivations are entirely built around winning, or he probably wouldn't have left Cleveland. I don't even mean to say that as a derogatory way because I think a lot you know most people their decisions aren't based only on winning. But it's but I think in in his case it's muddled up to the point where like I'm not sure exactly what he wants if it's not you know specifically get away from LeBron and if. If he's if it's all about like what his role is, I can still see him leaving if he doesn't get the role that he wants, even if Boston's successful. What What do you mean and by that? The, the, about the role, but I mean we got to end this topic actually. Yeah, we 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 do we do, but but what I mean by that is his whole his whole thing in that interview is in you know going forward is like wanting to be the best player he can be in 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 his eyes and like having the ability to do more and he's not growing enough. Well, what if he feels like he's not growing enough in Boston? Does it matter how good the team is? Oh. I'd love to know. Um, I, th- I think that it that the way that he's saying that, as far as wanting to grow more, um, it's sort of a, a a way to, in my in my opinion, obviously I don't know the guy. I'm not in his head. But the way I see it is that he's he's sort of trying to put himself out there and say that he's made this decision. But when it comes to actually playing basketball and getting down to it. The fact that he's on a team that is team focused and he is quite possibly the best player. We'll see if Gordon Hayward takes a step forward in in his mature maturation and, and just 
gaining ability in his NBA career because he has a chance to be the best player on this team as well. But it's going to be one of those two guys. So I think that he just he overall would like the situation better if, if the Celtics are are even close to winning as much as Cleveland has has won in the past couple of years. So I, the the role the whole role take on a better bigger role thing. I'm not concerned about that. I think that he will play as a team and he or he he will be a teammate that allows the team to play as a team just like the the system calls for and maybe I'm wearing the green glasses but it just seems like everybody everybody gets in line and they follow the coach around here and it works out it's it's worked out more each year for the past 3 or 4 years so i just i have I, Yet again, Calvin, one more season where we're going into the season, and I have the utmost confidence in Brad Stevens to make the players that he has overachieve. And if he can get this group to overachieve, they're going to the NBA Finals. Well, yeah, because they made made the Eastern Conference Finals last year, so overachieving over the NBA Finals. Although I'm not sure... But that's what I mean, though. That's that's what I'm thinking, and is that Stevens is is going to yet again get a group of players to overachieve. And this time around, it's going to be some superstar players who get over the hump finally and, and make it to the NBA Finals, and we'll see what happens. I guess my point is I'm not even sure that's overachievement at this point. Well, actually, they are the, they are the favorite to get to, to the NBA Finals from the Eastern Conference at this moment in time. So you, I guess you're technically you're right. Yeah. In any case, yeah, you're right. We're moving on. Moving on, Ray. Yes, we did give them 15 yeah. minutes of Kyrie Irving. Well, 10 minutes. Anyway, go. Well, yeah, yeah. All right. So, Kevin Durant, that's right. Uh, Kevin Durant, where are you on my list of... Where are you on my list of Twitter followers? Let's see. Oh, there he is. Yeah. There he is again. There he is again. I think Kevin Durant is following me like four or five times from different accounts, Calvin. Well, yeah, apparently. Oh, you just assume that all your friends are actually Kevin Durant? No, I think it's Kevin Durant. I mean, you never know. He could be. He could be on anybody. His, his Twitter name could be anything. He's got so many. Yeah, or at least that's a theory. We don't. We don't know. Someone on Twitter gave uh, Kevin Durant crap. I wish I, I could find the page right now, but I it doesn't seem to be on my computer anywhere. But anyway, uh, yeah, he he tweeted. Hold on, let's see. Uh, there we go. Oops. Now my computer is making noise. This is why I didn't want to load another page. All right. Yeah. So he said someone tweeted at Kevin Durant said, "Man, I respect the hell out of you, but give me one legitimate reason for leaving OKC other than getting a championship." I mean, first of all, that that tweet itself is by a trick, right? Because like that's that's the most legitimate reason in the NBA to do, to do anything, correct? Um, yeah. I mean, but yeah. By the way, I, I can give you multiple more legitimate reasons to leave, leave OKZ. It's Oklahoma City, and the Warriors play in San Francisco, basically. So, I mean, just just use your imagination there. There's plenty of reasons why you'd want to leave OKC, right? So, I yeah, mean, they do right. have a good fan base. I, I I will give them that. I. Yeah. That's so about the Warriors. it. Absolutely. Yes. So, you're right. So Kevin Durant t- uh, tweets back. And said, and he says, uh, he didn't like the organization or playing for Billy Donovan. His roster wasn't that good; it was just him and Russ. And then he says, 
see there was another tweet where he called himself KD. Uh, can't read what it says here. Yeah, but, he's, he's yeah, speaking in third person on Twitter. He's, he's talking yeah. about himself. So the, spec, the speculation here, because it, again, because even in the other one, he refers to him as he, which to me that's more suspicious than, than writing KD right for yourself. Writing he like. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, yeah, either way, it's kind of directly. pretentious. You're, you're calling yourself by by the third person, regardless. Either way, like. No, but nobody. But the point is, is nobody uses third person pronouns. When you use third person, you just use you use the formal third person. Like, yeah, I know. You know, Calvin thinks blah blah blah. If you say he thinks, it's like it's pretty clear that he was, in, in, in my opinion, that, that he used he a Twitter he account, doing. and he's yeah, and he's getting some love now. Uh, not some love, but like some, you know, quote, respect from people because he came out, you know, people asked if it was like, oh, did somebody else hack your Twitter account or whatever? And he was like, no, it was me. And then he apologized. Yeah. But it's like, but he also like, says that he wasn't using a fake account when it's like, you're not, in my opinion, you're, he's not like completely come because that's like the most embarrassing part out of all of it, right? It's not even the fact that he called out Billy Donovan. In fact, or the organization, in fact, I, I sort of feel like he shouldn't have apologized for that, because like that's clearly what he thinks. I have, an, I have an issue with people like with people apologizing for having like an opinion that hurts somebody else mm-hmm. if the opinion is like not in itself offensive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant doesn't like Billy Donovan, he shouldn't apologize for saying I, I didn't like Billy Donovan or the organization. I agree with like, this. That, yes, that, I agree. Yeah, that doesn't mean. That doesn't mean he should like go around saying it necessarily, but like if he, but in this situation like this where he did say it and, and it actually like linked back to him, because then like about Billy Donovan, what, what that apology is entirely meaningless, right? He doesn't like you. Like I'd rather I'd rather just know that than like have him come. Like what's he apologizing for? He's apologizing for what? For accidentally for accidentally saying it publicly when he meant to say it on the account, right? But he's not even apologizing for that because he's it's a fake apology. That's you know what I mean? Like what's he apology for? Yeah, I mean the the guy the guy obviously has some strong feelings about leaving Oklahoma City and for and the reasons that he left and he let that stuff slip, sort of posing as this I don't know person that knows Kevin Durant or posing maybe maybe it is somebody uh, that knows Kevin Durant and he was using their their Twitter account. Uh, I'm not sure exactly the the thing that went on here, but because Kevin Durant is is owning up to it, but also being somewhat vague about exactly what happened. So I, I, I don't know the, the specific details, but either way uh, it's clear that these thoughts are coming from Kevin Durant and not somebody else. So if I was Billy Donovan, I would say, okay, great. If I was Russell Westbrook, I would say, I don't know whether you're, you're trying to give me a compliment or not, but uh, I like my teammates and I am going to do the best that I can to win in Oklahoma City until next year, of course, right, when he's going to leave for the Lakers. Is that, uh, is that safe to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, well, everyone's leaving for the Lakers, right? That's, that's what's happening here. But I, I don't – That's right. Thing. It's going like, to be Lonzo Ball, Brooke Lopez, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Paul George, all on the Lakers all at once. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget our bench, man. man How do you like that starting lineup? Do you think that's a good one? Lopez, that's... LeBron, George, Westbrook, and Ball. You like that lineup? 
I do like that lineup. Are you you, yeah. you you think there's not enough? Are you not enough balls to go around? Theory guy is, is that what you're telling me? I mean a little bit. I, I I think I feel like at this point, if that was your lineup, then LeBron James would would take a step back, and that would be fine, and that would I would commend him for that if he were able to be he would he were able to do it. But uh, wouldn't Lonzo Ball kind of get lost in the shuffle? He'd be the nobody on the on the floor, and Russell Westbrook would just take over. Yeah, but again, the, the thing I, I explained before about Lonzo is that he, he's a, a low usage guy. Like he doesn't actually dribble that much. He, he passes so quickly that I don't think it'll, it'll matter. He'll he'll still have his pass break, you know, outlet passes like like Kevin Love sort of does with the Cavaliers, only you know better. So I, I think he'll still like in, in the fast break game be dominant, and that will especially having like LeBron running the floor with him. Forget it. Anyway, uh-huh. we're, we're getting off topic here, but <laughs> my thing with Kevin Durant is like since since when did Kevin Durant become so sensitive? He's, he's like he always he's, has. He's what do you mean since when? He always has been. Uh, it it's, it like seems like yeah, it's been this way forever with him. He's talking about how he can't eat or sleep now since he since he made those comments and he feels he feels so bad about it. And like, come on. I don't know, but I don't understand what the, when the NBA is like between him and LeBron. I don't know. Maybe I just I'm just nostalgic. For well, wait a minute. Like, Did you see what what Charles Barkley said today about NBA players? He's calling them big babies. He's calling them all babies because they can't play back to backs and they need the private jets and stuff. That's that's the NBA now, Calvin. It's a bunch of sensitive guys who can't take the criticism, and regardless of whether the criticism is warranted or not, we we can get into Damian Lillard and and other guys calling out journalists for NBA rank next week because we're going to hit on on that entire thing. But I, it's just it's kind of crazy how sensitive most of these players tend to be nowadays, and it's you don't you don't see this in the NFL, you don't see this in hockey for sure. I mean, I guess it's kind of like that in baseball, but the NBA seems, seems to be a little bit oversensitive recently. Well, thank God for Russell Westbrook, because I know, I know he's angry, but at least, at, at least he's not, you know, at least he's not like intentionally sending out uh, like tweets when, when Kyrie Irving's doing his first take interview, like LeBron, to, like, or, or like something good is happening with the Warriors. So LeBron can try to draw attention from it. I don't know if you thought Man. that story. But LeBron is a sub LeBron always has been a sub And for those of you that don't know what that means, look it up. Uh, it's just, anyway. he just, he just has been doing it in his entire career. And that's not a surprise. But yeah, when other guys start getting involved in, in this Twitter war type of thing, and Kevin Durant has, has been, it's funny because Kevin Durant usually will tweet from his own account and call people out for things that he doesn't agree with. So it's, it's just, it's strange that he chooses to go off on these other accounts and use those ones instead. Yeah. Especially because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there. There are plenty of people out there willing and able to, I'm sure every time someone criticizes Kevin Durant, somebody is in that person's feed, like responding on behalf of Kevin Durant, right? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? If, if people are stepping up and trying to defend uh, Seth Rogen on Twitter, which I saw happen earlier tonight, then there's absolutely people trying to step up and defend Kevin Durant on Twitter. That's not a, that's not even a question. Yeah, or or just have a friend, an actual friend around who you can like tell to tweet back to people who annoy you. <laughs> even that, like somehow is much more respectable to me. Even so this is this is like yeah, this is why I'm thinking that maybe that account that he was using was not. 
a secret Kevin Durant account. It was actually an account that usually one of his friends is using, and he just happened to get on it. Maybe. It did, it's, now people are, like, investigating him. It did come out that he had, like, a, a fake Instagram account, and then, and then he had to, like, say... So he came out and admitted that he had, like, a private Twitter account for, fa- for family and stuff. So I don't know. Whatever. Like, I feel bad for the Twitter investigation part of it. Yeah. Yep. Just, just, you gotta, yeah. just either respond to yourself, Kevin, or, or better yet, just, like, don't, don't bother responding to every idiot who doesn't like you. Because there's always going to be an idiot who doesn't like you, right? That's right. And you know what? Speaking of idiots, uh, we're doing the NBA ranked game this week, huh? Right now. Yeah. We, yeah. In fact, uh, I said next week. Uh, so let's, I know you let's, did. let's get into but, uh, that on, on, right now. Yeah. On the air surprise viewer, we're going to have, we're going to have a, a, another NBA ranked game because I just saw this list right now. It's kind of fun. Uh, on Tuesday, and Tuesday's NBA ranked uh, game is uh, it's going to be made up of projecting the NBA the top ten NBA players in 2021. Yes, it will be fun. That's why the music hit. Um, 2021. Okay. That will be interesting. I'd actually have to do some digging for that. So I'm glad you actually told me about that. Now I have uh, the day off on Monday after a long weekend in Cooperstown, New York at the Baseball Hall of Fame for a bachelor party. Yes, it can't get any more, uh, I don't know what the word is, than that. Um, but uh, maybe I'll do some research on Monday and try and figure this thing out. 2021, that's that's interesting. Well, Actually, I have to well, think about that. So let's, let's yeah, focus on the yeah, now. No research necessary because the way this game works is I'm simply going to tell you, uh, for example, LeBron James is ranked number one in the NBA rank. This is how our list, this is our true or false version of this game. We play a couple versions, but this is the main one. Ah. So, yeah, you just tell me, is, am I telling you the truth when I say that LeBron James is ranked number one in the NBA, or is it someone else? Be very simple. No research required. All right, is that the first one? That is the first one, yes. I, I, I really hope you're, you're not telling the truth. That has to be somebody else because not only has LeBron James been a couple of years away from winning MVP, but uh, he lost in the finals last year, and his team is projected to not go to the finals this year. So it better not be LeBron James number one. They have to have picked somebody else. And if I had to guess, um, I would say that ESPN is going to go off the board here and say – James Harden. Really? That was a uh, fastball right down the middle for you. Of course they have LeVon James number one. Boo! Of course they do. Yeah, LeVon James record has been number one. I mean, LeVon James is still the best individual player. He is. He is. Look, he is. All right, fair enough. I can't take it. I can't. LeBron James, give me a break. Wow, give you a break. You're anti-LeBron bias here. I respect it. Okay, but the number two player in the NBA is Kevin Durant. I'm gonna Can say that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's wrong. But I bet ESPN has Kevin Durant there at number two. Who do you think the second best player in the NBA is if it's not Kevin Durant? It's clearly really Russell Westbrook. You, it, I'm on the you, listen. 
Five years ago, you were on the Russell Westbrook bandwagon, and you were railing on me on post-game shows, et, et cetera, and telling me that I needed to believe in Russell Westbrook. Well, guess what? I believe in Russell Westbrook now, right now. Wait, is, is there not a middle ground between believing in Russell Westbrook and thinking he's the second-best player in the NBA? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I totally believe in Russell Westbrook. I love Russell Westbrook. He's just not the second-best player in the NBA. You saw what Kevin Durant did in the playoffs. You saw the way, like, Kevin Durant defended. Like, that's the other thing about Kevin Durant. Like, his defense was it's off. The, yeah, it's on another level now, especially another level from Russell Westbrook. Anyway, Murray, the number three player in the NBA, according to this list, is Russell Westbrook. Uh, I I mean, obviously I need to agree that he should be there at this point because I've been backing him up, but the way that you're talking and the way that this game is going right now, I'm going to say ESPN has chosen somebody else. Who do they go with? Kawhi Leonard. Yes. All right. All right. So I got one right. I got one right. But I will say this about Kawhi Leonard. Yes. This, this year right here is going to be the year that he either makes that next step and is a serious MVP candidate with top three votes, maybe even top two, or people realize that this is, gonna, this is just who he is. He's a top five type of guy, and there you have it. He's not going to win MVP. So I think that this is going to be the year where he actually shows whether he's going to make that jump or not. I could be wrong. Maybe in five years we'll say, wow, back in 2017, you you said Kawhi Leonard would never win MVP. And here he is winning MVP. But I feel like this is this is a key year for him, and I'm okay with him being up that high. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. He's the best defensive player in the NBA probably other than me. I mean, you know, you can go back and forth between him and, and Draymond, but certainly the best one-on-one defending player in the NBA. So, like, that combined. I just, I don't know if he'll ever win an MVP just because I don't think that he'll ever be aggressive enough, but it's possible. But if you want, I think if you if you really wanted an MVP, if he was that kind of guy, he could be MVP. But anyway, uh, the fourth best player in the NBA, Ray, Steph Curry. Um... I mean, they've got to get Westbrook in there, right? The triple-double machine? They have, to, they have to put Westbrook number four and, and Curry behind him. I, and if they don't, it's just because he, he's a, he's a multiple-time, two-time champion here and three, three times in a row going to the NBA Finals as the top one or two player on, on the team. I, I, bet, I, bet, I bet Curry is there for them, ESPN. Yes, you are correct. Steph Curry uh. is the fourth best player in the league. Yeah, here's the thing, Murray. It's like, again, as much as I love Russell Westbrook, I think, like, would I rather have Steph Curry on my team? Probably, right? Just because, like, look, the fact is, like, like you said, he's won before. It's just, you know, you know what it is? It's like what Steph Curry does for everyone else on the floor just, just by being out there. Just, like, the spacing and, like, the, you know, I hate to use the newfangled NBA terms, but, like, the gravity of Steph Curry as opposed to Russell Westbrook, like, I, I would have to go with Curry. Um, did did Westbrook even crack the top five of, for ESPN here? Because if they put James Harden here, I, I might lose my mind. That that just I please tell me they didn't. 
Marie, please keep your sanity. Russell Westbrook is the fifth best player in the NBA, okay. according to this, All right. to this list. Okay. Number six, though, Anthony Davis. Yes or no? Ooh, that's a guy I was not even thinking about when I was trying to go through the top five to seven, and he's definitely, definitely should be there. This is a key year for him, too, though. He's been in the league for a few years now, and his team is doing nothing. So, Anthony Davis. At this point, I kind of, I kind of think they they're putting Harden up there, but um, hadn't even thought about Davis. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with wrong. wrong. It's James Harden. Oh, wrong! It is Anthony Davis, number mm. six. Yeah, I, well, I, I think, think you're right. I think that's that's rightfully so. That's I'm I'm fine with that. I just I'm trying to think like ESPN, yeah. and I don't really trust them anymore. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> just because I found out with LeBron and Kevin Durant. But I, I think you're looking at like a the one year sample size a little too much. But in, no, in like no, I'm just saying I'm I'm speaking more on uh, about ESPN uh, as a as a whole entity. I don't really trust uh, them recently as an entire entity. So I'm very skeptical of this list. Fair enough. I will we'll do we'll do a couple more, Ray. Number seven on the list, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I like this. I like this. I don't think it should be him. Uh, at this point, I'd probably go with. Oh man! I mean, we still haven't gotten to James Harden. Uh, but uh, I, I, if you're if you're not putting Harden up there, I think I'm going Carl Anthony Towns before I go on Ted Acumpo. I I just, or maybe maybe even like a no. Nah, let's let's. I'm gonna stick with that. Anthony Towns instead of on Ted Acumpo. But right number. Okay, that's your final answer, right? Yeah, that's my final answer. Okay, uh, it's neither of them. It's Chris Paul, number seven Paul. best player in the NBA. Yeah. Chris Paul. Not even. Wait a minute. How does Chris Paul get ahead of the guy who's the best player on his own team? He doesn't. The best player on his own team is Chris Paul. Where is James Harden on this list? <laughs> no, James Harden is right behind him at number eight. This is ridiculous. They're saying Chris Paul is better than James Harden. Well, maybe they got wind of the new rule of, that the, the NBA referees are going to be trying to crack down on, and that is offensive players trying to draw fouls, a la James Harden. And Harden is not going to have that good of a year. I'm going to take this to my fantasy draft in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to use that and let James Harden drop. Thank you very much, Calvin, for enlightening me here with this ESPN rank list. Hey, you know, I'm kind of fine with James Harden being in the A spot because – uh, yeah, I sort of lost faith in James Harden after what after his playoff performances, and it was it wasn't just this year. It's been like over the last couple of years, and it's not because I'm I'm not a guy who's like oh he's a choker or whatever. I just think that like that, that his game is specifically designed in such a way that like makes it more difficult for him when when we you know we start getting the playoff rules and physicality comes into play and like he doesn't get to go to the free throw line 23 times a game. Anyway, yeah, it, cer- it certainly seemed like that last year. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Number nine, Draymond Green. This is getting ridiculous. I have I have a lot of respect for Draymond Green, but come on. Top ten player in the NBA? Do you – maybe I'm the one that sounded like an ass, but uh, – <laughs> 
I'd I'm, I'm I'd put uh, I'd put John Wall above him. I'd put Kyrie Irving above him. I'd put Demarcus Cousins above him. I'd put Paul George above him. Jimmy Butler. Like, let's come on, Draymond Green. Are you are you are you really messing with me? Because if this is really what ESPN thinks, then I I'm just I'm I'm done with them. Great. I am I am messing with you because the, the number nine player uh, is actually Giannis Antetokounmpo on this list. Okay. Yes. But, uh, but I'm not messing with you that much because Draymond Green is the tenth best player uh-huh. in the NBA according according to this list. And yeah, yes. that's still pretty crazy, right? I look, I love Draymond. I, Come on, I, you I, can't like, even believe I, that one. Come on, Calvin. No, I, back me up here. Point, yeah. No, here's the point that I'm making. I love Draymond. I like Heels. I like that he's an agitator. He makes things more interesting to me. I like almost everything he does, other than like take people in the clutch, I'm entertained by. But like we, we gotta like we gotta slow down our overpraise of Draymond a little bit, a little bit. You know what I mean? Like. Yes, yes, I yeah, do know exactly what you mean. Like I, I'm, yeah. I just, I keep thinking of other guys that I would put on the same level uh, as Draymond I Green. Every, and, uh, yeah, I would have put everyone that you said ahead of Draymond Green, but Draymond Green is about, he's a, he's about the 18th to 20th best player in the NBA to me. And sure, okay, yeah, I can, I can agree with that. But, but there are still yeah. a few other guys that I didn't even name that that should be ahead of him. So yeah, I agree. All right. I'm glad we okay. agree on that one because I was about to really just walk off and let you take it for the next 20 minutes. End the show? No, I wasn't going to end right. the show. I was just going to walk away and put the headset down and just you do whatever you want. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> uh, so let's just move right on here, huh? Yeah, so we might as well. 20 you... minutes left and uh, yeah. we are rolling right along. We're done with the NBA. We move on to the NFL now. And uh, more information about former Patriot Aaron Hernandez and the, the situation that he went through in his, basically his entire life, it seems. It's come out today that he had level three CTE, which we've seen is a, is a common occurrence among these NFL players who have passed away and donated their brains to medical research. Um, the thing that kills me about it is that he was like 23 years old. And usually Calvin, I, I read that level three CTE doesn't show up in, in, in most people until their, their late sixties. So he, his brain was basically three times older than his body uh, in certain ways. And I don't know all the specifics. Obviously I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not a neuroscientist, but for the most part, there's obviously brain trauma happening in the NFL and the estate of Aaron Hernandez is suing both the Patriots and the NFL for this. So I don't know what exactly you want to get into on this topic, but I'm just going to start by saying that as far as these suits are concerned, I'm not sure how the Patriots are involved or any other team for that matter. I don't know why the single team slash organization is involved in these suits. I think they should be going after the league as a whole. I mean, anytime there's a lawsuit like this, you sort of sue on down, you know, and anyone who, everyone who had a potential hand uh, in this CTE situation, if you are to believe, 
that like that you know the NFL is responsible uh, for creating the situation. Uh, I, I think the uh, the statement that they that they read was something like you know uh, it, it's Fernandez's daughter that's suing, which is funny because she's like a three year old, right? How his daughter's like really young. But well, yeah, because his young. his fiance can't sue on behalf of him because they're they were never married. Right, exactly, and his. I, I assume that his parents could see it. Yes, I would. But, um, I would think so. But but obviously, it's it, the lawsuit is is an attempt to be beneficial to the mother. So that would be a, you know, in, I don't know what the parents' relationship is, but but it's probably like she's trying to you know have that lawsuit on her own. But in, in any case, uh, yeah, look, I don't. I don't have here's the thing. I don't want to, you know, minimize CTE at all. Obviously, it's a terrible thing. And yes, like there was a report that like uh, the CTE that Aaron Hernandez had like was you know one of the worst cases that, that they've seen at that age, right? At the age of 23. Uh, but that still doesn't mean that that the CTE was worse than people who have played full NFL careers because it, it was. And in, they say that like. There's been a you know 111 cases where they uh, you know, checked out the, the, the autopsy, autopsy, the autopsy of uh, NFL players and found CTE in 110 of them. Right. So I say this not to to like diminish the, the CTE elements of like what happened to him, but like it, I don't know. The, the, one, I feel like uh, the, the CTE. I, it seems like they're sort of using this as an excuse to to justify his act. If not, if not justify, excuse his actions and say, well, you know, he was the victim of a disease. And I realize, like, there are mood swings that sort of come from it. But, like, one, Aaron Hernandez has, like, sort of been on the record of being, like, having violent tendencies, you know, going back to college. In, yeah, in I was just, just going to say that if you're going to involve every single entity that contributed to Aaron Hernandez's CTE, you need to go back a lot further than the New England Patriots in the NFL. You have to talk to Urban Meyer at Florida. You have to talk to his high school coaches, whatever he did in Pop Warner. Who knows when the first time he got dinged in the head and had an issue which contributed to this. So I I agree with you. There should be no excuse making and there should be no justification of what he has done as far as criminal action in his life, because it's it's ridiculous that the people are trying to to sort of excuse this away. Oh, well, he had CTE. That must be why he murdered people allegedly. Uh, that must be why he killed himself. Well, I mean, maybe it could be, but you know what? He was also a pretty smart guy, and from what I've seen, he he had somewhat of a plan. To, to try and get uh, a life insurance policy or something. I'm not, I'm not trying to accuse him of, of any of this sort of fraud, but it's, I, I'm just saying he's a smart enough guy to, to know the laws in Massachusetts. He knew that the, his case was going to get thrown out if he uh, died in jail before it was, it, the appeal was heard. Uh, I just, I think that this was calculated and I, Maybe you can say that the calculation was wrong because of CTE, and that's what he was suffering from. But overall, I think that he was just a smart and bad man. And 
his actions to me prove it. So there's no justification involved. But with that being said, something needs to be done about this because there are definitely other cases where this CTE stuff puts a normal person, someone who's not Aaron Hernandez, not somebody that has had a history of bad behavior into a situation where they maybe do some things that they shouldn't be doing. And it may not even be criminal at that point. It may just be something that ruins their life as far as not being able to do every, everyday tasks. You know what I mean? So something needs to be done about head injuries in the NFL, but if anyone out there is trying to justify Aaron Hernandez's actions because of his CTE, I'm calling BS on you. Yeah, I want to separate, you know, what I said about Aaron Hernandez earlier from, like, how, how I feel about CTE. Obviously, CTE is a very serious issue. I'm not saying it doesn't it doesn't affect people in any way. But, you know, like, if you want to even argue that, like, the CTE factored into a suicide, even though, yes, I do think, especially when he wrote that note to her when he said, you know, you're rich now, uh, I, I think the CTE might have had a factor in him having suicidal thoughts, but it also could have been the fact that he was staring down prison for life. Uh, there was an advantage financially in him killing himself. I think all of those, you know, may have gone hand in hand in, in what made that decision. But certainly, it, so if you want to factor CTE into that, I, I think that's fair. But certainly, like, tr- attempting to factor CTE in, into his decision to murder, uh, what's, what's his name, Lloyd? Something Lloyd? What's his name? Odin. Odin Lloyd. Yeah, o- Odin Lloyd. That's right, Odin Lloyd. Uh, yeah, in, in, into his decision, I, I think that that's, that's sort of, in, in my opinion, uh, not giving the gravity that, that it should be given to uh, the ending of a man's life. You know, I think that I, I think that Aaron Hernandez went into that. Whether or not the CT made him a more violent person, I, I don't know. It feels like excuse-making a little bit to me because, yeah, the, again, even if you look back at the 110 people who have had autopsies done and, and have found it, have CTE, the, there have been a couple of cases in which violence was involved, you know, uh, uh, Junior Seau committed suicide, and there have been a couple of CTE-related uh, violent behaviors. But there's, there's also the fact that, like, the vast majority of those people, even though they had CTE and their their brain was damaged, like, they didn't – you don't automatically go out and commit violent crimes because you happen to have CTE. You, I, you know what I mean? I, I think that that's right. – t- taking it to that degree is sort of really yes. letting him get away – Especially if there's a history of it, you know, he he yeah. had a history before any sort of, and I don't want to say before any sort of concussions, but if it, it, that, that level of CTE doesn't set on that quickly, you know, it's not like he took one hit in the NFL, as far as I know, and that was that, and it, and it's, it, it snapped. He's had a history over many years of doing criminal things. Okay, I think I'm good here. Are you good? Yes. All right, let's, let's move on to Ezekiel Elliott. Ray, I don't know if you saw the, the, the play or not that happened in the uh, Cowboys game against the Broncos on Sunday where uh, the, the Cowboys were down about 25, uh, and Ezekiel Elliott was out in the flat on a running play. And Dak Prescott threw an interception. Uh, the guy caught it about, you know, 
about eight feet away from Elliott, but Elliott was running forward, and the guy was obviously had made the interception, was running back in the other direction. And Elliott sort of, you know, took one or two steps and, and then just stopped running. And, you know, the player eventually got tackled. But the media in in Dallas and really nationally has, has been all over Ezekiel Elliott for being a guy who quit on a play and how that's unaccept, unacceptable behavior, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. The Cowboys, some people are calling for him to be suspended. Some people are calling for discipline. Disciplinary well, Damian Tomlinson is one of them, LT. He's never been a quitter. He's never quit on anybody, right? Uh, yeah, apparently not, no. Man, I there were there were moments when that man quit against the New England Patriots, and I will say that till the day I die, he gave he gave up on the sidelines. Lt hypocrite. Anyway, hip, hip, you know what, Calvin? It's fine. Hypo- hypocrisy seems to be running rampant here in the United States, left and right. It doesn't matter. Blue, red. Everybody's a hypocrite nowadays, and it's. I just I can't stand it anymore. Enough of this hypocrisy. Okay, the NFL is one of the biggest examples of hypocrisy. And Richard Sherman, which I probably should have mentioned this at some point, Sherman called it out today as far as the gambling on football games and uh, um, injury lists and things like that. I know I'm jumping around here right now, but the point is LT, one of the guys that's calling out Ezekiel Elliott, is a hypocrite. Continue, please. Yeah, that's a funny Things specifically to to uh, call out Ezekiel Elliott, but anyway, anyway, I'm sorry, uh, Ladainian Thomason, you really you really went off on him, but uh, yeah, my thing is like, who cares, right? That's where I'm at. Who cares? Look, yes. Like, should you should you run it out? Fine. Maybe you, you want to argue that you should. Fine. Are you going to tackle Fine. the guy and like get kicked in well, the face with the cleat like, and yeah. look like an ass on national t- like not that that matters the national TV part looking like an ass but like he obviously realized he wasn't catching anybody and that there was help downfield. The thing is that he's a running back. He's not a cornerback. Like okay, yeah, exactly. He realized that he wasn't going to make the play. He he gave like but the thing is like I see wide receivers do that on every play. Every play. Yes. You know what I mean? Like well, wide receivers don't get the ball. They just stand there and do nothing. Like they don't, they don't necessarily block. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand why. Like, I wonder. Why well, I do understand why he's getting singled out because of other things that he did. And well, I was going to say, I wonder, did did the network focus on him? I didn't see the actual game. I've just seen some replays back and forth. But in live action, did they focus on him? Did they say, "Hey, look, he quit"? Did they put the camera on him in? in that live shot because otherwise like yeah. this is a, this is a media blow up thing. No, the camera did definitely sort of well the problem was is like he was in the background of the shot as the guy made the interception. You know what I mean? And so All right. uh, so somebody know, caught him on Twitter and, and threw it out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So, so exactly. Somebody screenshotted it, put it on Twitter, and all of a sudden Peter King is, you know, writing an article about how things need to happen to him and like and when, and I realized like and then people are t- trying to tie it into like his domestic violence, uh, you know, allocations what? and like the fact that yeah, people are tying it into like his other bad behaviors. And they're like, look at this pattern of behavior that is he Like it's really oh, getting, pattern of behavior it's beats his wife and quits on a play in football. Like guys, can we talk about the the reality of the the, the just dastardly behavior that beating your wife, etc. It, it not I, listen, I'm just using generic terms right now because I'm not going to get into the details of his, the accusations against him. But 
just what have you. That's the general negative thing about the NFL. Beating your wife and then quitting on a play, like those are not on the same level. It's not on the same plane. Either one, you're an immoral a-hole, or two, you're just a, a bad teammate in a moment. Like, at, the, at, at worst. Like, quitting on a play to me where you realize that you're not going to be able to help is not a big deal. Do you see the offensive lineman like running down and trying to tackle this guy? No, because they realize they're not going to make it there. And that's I, this is more of the hypocrisy of the NFL. And it's why we don't talk about the damn NFL on this show, Calvin, because I get so fired up. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? The NFL is one of the one of the major. We don't talk about baseball on this show either, so we got to talk about the NFL a little bit. Before we go, let's talk about Marshawn real quick. Did you? I'm, I'm sure you didn't see this because again, you don't watch the NFL all of a sudden. But uh, all of a sudden, the Raiders, you've you've been doing this with me for many years. You know how long no, I've been yeah, against was, the NFL. You're right. You're right. It's it's since the Flake game. That's fair enough. Yeah, it's been a little bit before that, but that's that's definitely been been a big big factor in my distaste. That was that was the straw. That was a straw for you. In any in yeah. any case, yeah. Well, we, we can talk about more baseball if you want. If you want to come with, me, come with me with some baseball topics. Well, baseball is just hard to talk about. Man, if the so Red Sox long. weren't so damn boring to me, I, I would I would talk to you about them. But this year, they just I mean, they've had a lot of comeback wins. They've had some extra inning wins. They just seem blah. I I just don't I don't know. I just don't yeah. trust the team. So that's why. Anyway, let's let's get into this anyway. final one here. Yeah, so, well, that's the other thing about baseball, it's regional, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care about the right. Red Sox, you probably don't care about the Dodgers. Uh, so, anyways, so, Marshawn was dancing at, at the end of the, the Raiders, uh, well, in the third quarter of the Raiders' blowout over the Jets. They were up, he was on, they put him on the Chumbotron, he's dancing all over the place. And uh, afterward, they asked uh, Jeff Linebacker about it, and, again, I'm not good with these, uh, keeping track of where my, my pages are right now, Jordan Jenkins... They asked him about it, and he said, uh, "He said, what happened? You know, what was his dancing pissed me off, and the chit should be embarrassed." But then later on, he added, "It's not unsportsmanlike at all." Someone asked him, like, if he had a problem with Marshawn, and he said, "No, like that's what happens when you lose, and it's a part of football." So, what happened after the February is that ESPN, Sports Illustrated, many other ad, uh, outlets reported. That, uh, that his dancing pissed him off and, and uh, it was infuriating, but they didn't report the fact that he said it was not unsportsmanlike and he didn't have a right. problem with it. In the fact, you know what I mean? So it basically made him look like he was calling out yes. Marshawn Lynch when re- yes. in reality he was calling and, out the Jets for being embarrassing. And guess what? Guess what? Marshawn Lynch, when he hears the song that he likes on on the loudspeakers in the stadium, dances. Okay. It doesn't matter if the game is it, it's in the middle of the game. It doesn't matter if it's before the game. Go check it out on YouTube. There are videos of Marshawn Lynch just dancing around before games in Oakland already this year. The guy likes to dance. Get over it. Again with this with this just people in the NFL are just so we're talking about NFL play or NBA players being sensitive and yes they are, but the, I feel like the media and just Everyone associated with covering the NFL is just nitpicking every little thing. And I, I, I'm starting to feel like I need to, to defend the NFL a little bit because it's just getting so, so petty and just, ah, 
I can't stand it anymore. This is one of those things, Calvin. And it, it, I just, I'm, I'm, I think there's an oversaturation happening here with the NFL, at least for me, and it's going to get worse as the seasons go along and as people get more petty. But Lynch likes to dance. Media, the other guy didn't care. Get over it. This is some of the uh, some, some of the headline grabbing stuff that has been going on, and it just infuriates me. Yeah, it's really infuriating me too because uh, it, it's like one again. Who who cares, right? He, a guy wants to dance, he wants to dance. But it's like obviously they didn't care. The the chess linebacker didn't care either. It's so I don't understand. Like the media is trying to create a controversy where it doesn't exist. Like he he literally said five seconds later that it wasn't a big deal. So I don't understand. How, like is it just the first person that reported it incorrectly, and everyone else sort of after that? Uh, just follows? Or I don't understand how that works in the first place. Yeah, it doesn't make you know sense I mean? to me. I mean, I mean, always... you know what? But that's that's the world today. That's that's the United States today. It's the Twitter world. People see something on government officials see something on Twitter. They retweet it. It's they realize it's it's not real and they have to retract it. It's happening all over the place. That's why when I was like left, right, blue, right, it doesn't matter. Everybody seems to be a hypocrite. Everyone is retracting things and just. It's the the 24-hour news cycle, and I, I don't know, man. It's something we have to live with, and um, I'm going to stop ranting about it now. Yeah, we're out of time, so good good time to we stop are, ranting. We are out of time, yes. Um, this was a good show. Thank you for sticking around for the whole thing, Calvin. Yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we'll, we should be back on Tuesday full NBA show on Tuesday because the season is right around the corner. We're less than a month away from opening night. That's going to be a good time. Yep. Sounds good. All right, man. Talk to you then. All right. See you next time. Thank you. Ah.